Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Unsafe Space. You're watching Narrative Distance. I'm Carter, and right over here. Actually, I'm going to move where she is. Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to swap us. Boom. There's Sunny. Wow. <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, Sunny, I have a I have a thing that's like, you know, Sunny Loman is a political satirist. But can you just tell people what you're up to right now because I don't think it's even current. No, all my stuff is old. Um, I right now. It's so sad, but I'm basically only doing the podcast that I have once a week that I it, I release it on Thursdays. It's the House of Sunny podcast. And actually, I mean, I love it. I think it's a fun show. We do a good job, um, my, my friend Doug and I. And I, I'm trying to migrate everybody over to Twitter to follow me there at Sunny Loman because that's like where you can count on being able to survive right now. I have two strikes on YouTube, so who knows when my YouTube channel goes down. It's just, and they right. were for um, medical misinformation, and then apparently I incited violence. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Which is hilarious. They what haven't did you found. Do? Where, is, is it words? Because those are violence, you know. It was words. Apparently I said something like, I watched the whole show over again trying to find this moment, and the only moment that could even be considered just based on like, AI and words was I said something like we should all go commit suicide now, which is like an obvious joke. Like I just make it good. And I've just said it now in your show. So you might want to bleep that out. All right. But it's well, we can obviously, do with another strike. We got plenty was, of room. Yeah. It was obviously a joke. It wasn't, I didn't really mean it. And in the context, it wasn't anything. I wasn't saying that. So it's just stupid. You know what I mean? It's just so yeah. dumb. It's yeah. not even like if I was really saying something. Um, and then, of course, the medical information has to do with you know what. But the um, but yeah, you, they they actually went back and mined that, too, before the midterm. So it wasn't like it was a recent show even. And yeah. I'm still waiting for them to find my blackface video, and they haven't yet. So I don't you know. You just told them about it. You be careful. Yeah, I just uh, told all of the your listeners about it. You can go report me and get me kicked yeah. off of YouTube. So anyway, I, I'm also on Rumble. I've I've recently started a Rumble and put my banned episodes over there, as well as all the new ones are going up there. But the only place guaranteed free speech is Rumble and Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think like Gab and stuff has free speech, right? I assume. Oh yeah, Gab. I guess, and um, I I don't know about True Social. I don't know what they're doing over there, but I don't just want to be in a room with a bunch of conservatives, you know? Yeah, no, I don't either. And Gab is, uh, I looked at Gab today. I found someone who had like 400,000 subscribers on Gab and their interaction was like 10 people had like commented on something. And I'm like, okay, well that's something's wrong. Yeah. That's weird. Um, Twitter's fun right now though, huh? Twitter is fun right now. Um, I, let me do a little bit of housekeeping. I meant to do this, but I forgot. So first of all, everyone, Juliet has laryngitis, which is why she's not with us today. So if you came to see Juliet, uh, come back later, but you have Sunny. And 
Hopefully we'll have Sonny around more, but I don't want to say anything about because it, it would put Sonny <laughs> on the spot. And uh, what else? You can follow us on Twitter. Worst, our old account is not back yet, but probably because I think he's restoring prominent people first. So we're going to be the last on his list because we're definitely not prominent. Um, and we have book club this Sunday uh, on November 27th. The Girl with a Dragon Tattoo is hosted by Richard Petz. So if you are reading that or... Oh, I love to, that book. Do that. Oh, Excellent do you? Excellent book. Yeah. Well, you should show up for book club. Uh, and what else? I think... Oh, yeah. I think that's... Oh, and I'm supposed to say this. So everyone knows we're kind of going under this... Through this transition. A lot of people who watch uh, aren't happy with the transition because they're people who watch and don't like the transition, Change. which is reading, uh, which I get. Um but what we are going to do, this show is actually going to stick around. It's going to move to, hold on, I have it written down. Oh, same time. Friday, it's going to move to Fridays, but at the same time, 5 p.m. Eastern. And it's going to be basically a summary of the week's news, which is very similar to the abstract that we do, which comes out on Saturday mornings, which is a newsletter, which is a summary of the week's news. Um, so if you don't want to read the abstract, you can get a more casual summary of stuff going on on narrative dissonance, which will be moving. I think on December 2nd, we agreed, but I have to ask uh, people internally because that's just my notes, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that. And uh, what else? Oh, and people asked some stuff. Uh, we are going to try and make audio podcasts of some articles and things because some people want to be doing other stuff while they're listening to content. And we understand that. So, uh, but that's the update. I don't. That's that's as that's as good as I get. All right. <laughs> I'm such a. I'm not. I'm not good at. I just don't care right now, Sonny. I don't, <laughs> don't want to. I'm not good at say, selling. Hey, watch us. I'm like, eh, I don't. You know. Glad you're here. The world's falling apart. <laughs> um. Oh, Carter. <laughs> but Twitter. Let's talk about Twitter. No, no. Twitter is good because Trump is back, even though he's kind of snubbing it. Uh, Babylon B's back. Megan Murphy's back. Have you heard? Have you, back. have you seen Elon Musk's memes to draw Trump back? No. Are I don't they, know if you can post these, but um, yeah. so one of them is uh, like a hot chick with a Twitter bird on her butt. And then mm -hmm. it's Trump or something. And, and the meme is something like honeypot or something like that. Like, it's not really right, but like, it's one of them is like a, you know, come on, Donald Trump, come on, Trump, back to the platform. And he's got a couple. Of Let's see. Did, did Sunny freeze for everyone or just me? Someone tell me in chat. But I think this is what she's talking about. Tell me, guys, you guys hear Sunny? Because I do not. I think she's frozen. Okay. She got caught. It's not just me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you, people in chat. Sometimes I can't tell if it's just my internet or not. Uh, I think this is what this is a here's a meme. We'll just scroll through Elon's Twitter. So, uh, Here's the one with the Twitter bird. Um, oh, Sonny's back. <laughs> we lost you. I don't know what happened. Yeah, so there you are. You're looking at the memes. Um, 
<laughs> he, I was saying he is such a man for the times because he, he's probably one of the best tweeters. And then he bought the company. But in yeah, terms of just tweeter. being a tweeter, he's hilarious. He's there's not a single tweet of his that isn't interesting in some way. He's just I I mean, I thought he was a great follow before all of this and then since all of this it's just Yeah. This is but I I can't believe he's doing like this is good. This 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 is funny. It's right? very funny. I mean, it's risque, but it's funny and it's like Yeah, I, is that, is that the is that the only what else there's is he two doing of them. to tempt there's another one. There's right. another meme that he posted. Um, Here, we'll we'll just scroll through Elon's memes. What's this? Trump and World Cup. Well, yeah, because yeah. the servers were crashing, so he somebody posted oh. that and he retweeted that. And, okay, um, so Twitter servers were crashing. Yeah, yeah. I don't right, see I don't it see there, it, but, but okay. anyway. He's great. Oh, and then did you see just now that one? He, you know, those guys who pretended to be fired employees mm -hmm. and they were out in front of the building with boxes and they got the news yeah. to talk to them and they used these fake names that were actually culturally relevant and everything. So then, and Elon thought that was the best. And then he had them in and he had his picture taken with his arms around the two guys in front of the big Twitter bird saying, we want, I want to welcome back to Twitter, you know, these two guys. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. No, he's been, he's been good. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, like I said, he's been Babylon B, Megan Murphy, James, like all these people are coming back, which makes Twitter so much better. And small uh, people too. And people are posting their stories of, you know, I got banned for, there was this post-millennial um, journalist who had just 20,000 followers who got banned for just mis, um, what do you call it? Misgendering somebody. Right. And right. that's why she got banned. And that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. And so she was let back on and then that became kind of a public deal. And then all these people are streaming back on and telling their stories or whatever of how, why they got banned. And it's so ridiculous. And it feels like Bastille day or something. It's like, you know, the political prisoners are released and they're all <laughs> over the place. And there's there. And you're like, wow, that was a more political prisoners than I realized. Cause it happened so gradually. Yep. And you just realize how deep and vast this censorship was, how many people for the lamest reasons, lost their Twitter account. Yep. Yeah, sometimes not even given a reason. Like we our Twitter account originally, we just never they never gave us a reason. They just banned it. Yeah. Um and you know, Megan like you were saying Megan Murphy famously she was banned for misgendering uh Yaniv. Uh Jessica yeah. slash whatever his name was, Yaniv. Um, yeah, that's the girl, Megan Murphy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um so the only person this, this Elon is a has guy. Said he's not bringing this back is a guy who was trying to force immigrant women who waxed <laughs> women's, you know, privates as their job. He was trying to force them to wax his privates, and she was commenting on that, like, "This is a man, you know, like he's right, got yeah. a penis and balls, and like these poor immigrant ladies don't want to do it, and they were being sued, or he was trying to force that. I mean, it was so he was disgusting. Trying to force, he was trying to force uh, women to wax his balls. To that's what he was yes, trying to force. That's what he was trying to do. Yeah, that's what he was trying to do. And uh, she's called him him, and yeah. she gets banned. Like, yeah, she's she the bad banned. one in that scenario? I mean... <laughs>
Come on, Twitter. And she yeah. comes back on and she says, uh, men cannot be women. And then she adds the that lawyer chick who was <laughs> instrumental in banning it. Like she comes, her first tweet was, and men are not women. <laughs> you mean Vijaya Gab, the Vijaya, uh, the, yes. The, 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 the censor, Twitter's, you know, czar of censorship. Yes. Yes, yeah. that horrible woman. Yes, she is. She was vile. She was a vile woman. Yeah. Um, but she's so anyway, the the atmosphere over there is super fun. I can't. I'm I'm really struggling because I'm not getting a lot done. I'm having a hard time putting it down because it's so interesting and fast moving and fun over there right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think I you know, I'll if you watch, like if you watch CNBC or you listen, you follow any tech news, the entire mainstream media is like. He's ruining it. He has no idea what he's doing. He's a, you know, Elon's a buffoon. Twitter's dead. It's going to, like, in the meantime, uh, I think they've got their daily average users has gone way up. He's, like, yeah. doing fine. Like, and uh, look, any business where you can fire 90% of the staff and it keeps running was probably bloated. <laughs> that's can you that's pretty amazing. That? <laughs> I saw a Twitter employee say today, I'm still I'm still employed at Twitter. My I used to take meetings in, that were regarding tweaking an icon. And yesterday I drank eight Red Bulls and rewrote the entire messed up backend messenger code. I, I've never been so happy to be at work. <laughs> you know, because he's yeah, like exactly. actually accomplishing big things. Yeah, no, people were complaining. Like uh, the the news was like he had a code review meeting at 1:30 a.m. And those of us who've been like in the the startup world, I mean, I got goosebumps. I'm like, oh, I'd love to be at a company that was doing code review meetings at 1:30 a.m. at 8 a.m. <laughs> it's exciting. Like, They're doing exciting fun. stuff. It's fun stuff. when stuff's going on and like yeah, everyone's right, like. Right. Do you well, stop you and it's one thirty in the morning and yeah. You see that picture he posted where he's surrounded by these, you know, tech bro or, you know, these like obviously coder guys. Yeah. Huge crowd of them. And this is the one thirty AM picture. Yeah. And the looks on their faces, they're so excited. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> and that's what you remember that you thought that's what Silicon Valley was like this feeling of entrepreneurial, like doing things in record time, doing amazing things, applying your genius as well as you could, um, being pushed and pressed yeah. to do better and better and better, not having wine at lunch and, you know, rooftop parties. And yeah. it's become such a weird, like Silicon Valley to me is the weirdest freaking place. It does remind me of the capital in the Hunger Games, where yes. people are weird and they're out of touch uh -huh. and they're kind of, they're oblivious to how they yeah. seem to other people. And there's all this dishonest spin that they do, this way of talking that was so fake. We're changing the world. Oh, because you're tweaking an icon, you know, like just so freaking boring and fake. Almost yep. like, are the autistic people running this? Because- that's how it feels. I don't think so. No, I, I, in fact, I think it would be better if the autistic people were running it. Maybe it's um, just because they would decadence. be focused on the tech. Yeah, maybe yeah. I think it is just, just decadence. It's, yeah. it's just the the standard of living. It like the the average income in Silicon Valley just well the, the wealth here just got to be the point where, you know. But um, wealth is, shouldn't be inherently bad. Why? 
Why is it like that? Why did Silicon Valley become so I don't gross? think wealth is inherently bad, Sonny. And, you know, I'm a capitalist, so I'm not going to rail against wealth. But I will say rapid changes in wealth in um, without time to psychologically adjust generally does have negative consequences for people. Like a lot of times people don't um, – this is why when you like, I think this is one of the reasons you win the lottery and you're broke again within a few years. Right. Uh, I think Silicon Valley got rich and they got rich very quickly. And um, you ended up with a lot of spoiled brats as a result with, and they mm. haven't readjusted to like, Oh, okay. Like actually being a spoiled brat isn't satisfying. And I need to like turn back on my self-actualization and really be doing something, you know, working hard. Like, that didn't happen. I think that I think the wealth happened too quickly and you just had a lot of people who are like, well, this place gives free lunch and you know, the hours are easier and like, yeah, they have a cool pool table in the break room. It's like, all right, like there's a lot of, and a lot of just bull crap. They started doing, I mean, I can say this, I, I know this, I, I, they started going on. They all started going to burning man. Like as soon as here's what's happened. It's nerds that got wealthy and they tried to use their money to buy their way into cool. That's what's happened. Okay. And like the cool kids are at Burning Man or in Hollywood or whatever, being the douchebags that cool kids normally are. And the the like the wealthy nerds are like, how can I be a part? And so like they need to go and they I hey, you want me to take ayahuasca? That's what I was I'll saying. start taking ayahuasca. It's like that's what happened. But that's that's why I was saying it seems like the autistics are running it because they're people who don't have social understanding and are trying, they're trying to be social without social understanding and they come across it's off kind of like they don't realize when they have these, um, when they're pitching their company or they're talking about their company that they sound like total douchebags, you know, like the, there's me listening to them going, uh-huh, you and, and every other freaking douchebag. Like, stop right. acting like you're so special. Like, you've done nothing yet. You know, your company is nothing yet. And and they're all wanting to be Steve Jobs. You know, it's just, there's, yeah, I mean, there, there's no, and then this weird wokeness that everybody was woke. And I had friends that were like, couldn't understand why it, it maybe wouldn't be a good idea to let men into a woman's restroom. <laughs> Friends that, right. you know, I used to think we're rational. I'm like, do I really need to explain this? Like, really? Yeah, but I think it's a lot of secondhanded stuff. Like someone in chat points out, people who don't work in tech assume a whole lot of that's going on that really isn't. For example, our office has beer on tap, but I practically never see anyone drinking before about 5 p.m. Yeah, look, I, I have worked in tech for a long time. So I get that there are perks and cool things you can do in an office to make it more uh enjoyable to work there and um and actually can help productivity and like we also when i ran an office uh in downtown san francisco like after a certain time it was like that's when beer is allowed to be or like that's fine as long as you're not getting drunk like you can you can drink after a certain time because you're hanging around working late and coding yeah. and like that's fine um it's not those things that are the problem. It's the focus on, um, I, don't, I don't know if it's the focus on those things either. I think it's just the, I think it's this coolness thing. Like you're saying, Sonny, that there just gets to be this, I can be, and woke got to be cool. That's the problem. Woke got to be cool. And they just, instead of using their own judgment 
engineers are really notorious for not using their own judgment outside of engineering. So when woke got to be cool socially, like they just glommed onto woke because they wanted to be accepted and cool socially. I think I'm yeah. not, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I, yeah, but I think it's good. I think it's good for Twitter. I think it's good. And it's good for all of us that this is, this is doing Twitter. Um, so, um, <laughs> the Balmer peak. Did you see, can we look, I know, I know that you've got strikes for medical uh, misinformation, but I think we have only one strike right now. So it's worth a risk. Uh, and it's actually, <laughs> wait, it's not actually medical. Mis it's not even medical misinformation. Do you remember? I'm just going to ask you this here. Uh, let me, let me, let me, let me share a screen with you and we'll just, we'll just walk through some history. Do you remember Sonny that there was this tweet from the FDA. Do you remember this tweet? Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember this one. Absolutely. <laughs> it says, you are not a horse, for people listening, you are not a horse, you are not a cow. Serious, seriously, y'all. I remember it. when that came out just being like, nobody is serious. Any Like, people who should be serious. I mean, I'm the queen of not being serious, but the FDA should be serious, seeing as how mm -hmm. they're sort of, people's lives are in their hands. Um Yes. This was unbelievable. Well, and they didn't just do that, right? They had a here, let me see if I can find it. Um And they have by the way, if if you're just listening audio, they have a picture of a woman with a horse, like a vet. Right. <laughs> you're not a horse. Seriously, y'all, stop it. Right. And, and that wasn't just a tweet. Th they're talking about they're referring to the eye the eye drug. No, we're going to say it because this is from the FDA website. This is what they were referring to. They had a whole page that says why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID. Do you remember this? Oh, did Sunny freeze on me again? I did. I don't know what's no, going on with no, my you're internet. Back. You're kind of back. Um, they're referring to uh, a drug that they that they know very well because it's been around for decades. Is a human drug. It even won the freaking um, like Nobel Prize or something for mm -hmm. for what it has done for people, not animals. And then they were making fun of people and calling it a horse drug. Like that was unbelievable malpractice. Yep. Obviously and political. We've not authorized it or approved it for use. Blah blah blah. Okay, so they went through this. Yeah. Now, they why are you should being... not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID nineteen? Right. Yes. Now, uh, someone is taking them to court. Let's look at their argument. This is from the Epic Times. Uh, FDA says telling people not to take ivermectin for COVID was just a recommendation. Uh, so there's doctors saying, hey, you interfered with my practice because I was trying to prescribe ivermectin and I couldn't um, because you told everyone to stop taking it. And their argument is this was just a recommendation. We didn't say you couldn't. We didn't, we didn't make it hard. Like we didn't stop you from doing it. It was just a recommendation. And um, the doctors are saying, like, look, uh, <laughs> these, the actions clearly convey, convey that it's not an acceptable way to treat these patients. 
And so this is what's being argued. The government moved to dismiss this complaint on the grounds that they were just recommending this, and it has nothing to do with actual not letting you write prescriptions. Now, I have a question for you, Sonny, assuming that you're not frozen again. I'm not. You can hear me. <laughs> I'm just still um, on water. This made me think. Should agencies, let's assume, let's, we have to assume a lot. Let's assume that there is a legitimate role for the FDA to exist. That's beyond my, that goes, uh, that goes beyond my bounds, but let's just, let's just go beyond okay. my bounds for a moment. Should they be doing any recommendations ever? If there's a federal agency that's tasked with making sure bad stuff doesn't happen or whatever, are recommendations part of their purview? I guess it depends. I mean, I thought that their role was to just approve drugs and I guess medical procedures, I guess, I don't really know, but they're not, they're not your doctor. So, but they do make recommendations about the use of certain drugs, but a lot of doctors, I mean, I don't know, probably 90% of drug prescriptions are off use uh prescriptions because drugs are found to work in other ways and doctors just know this and studies come out and they trade information and then doctors just know they know these things and they treat what the doctor is the one making the decision i recall during this whole crisis that pharmacies were instructed by i don't know who to not sell that drug yes and they wouldn't so your doctor would all. prescribe mm -hmm. it to you and you couldn't get it. Even if you were ta taking it for lupus or one of these other drugs that, or one of these other conditions that it had been used for. Yep. So they really, I mean, the FDA and their stupid recommendation um, and probably other government, the CDC and other people as well. I don't know how it all works. I mean, that's the problem. They can get away with stuff because we don't know how it works exactly, do we? How did well, Walgreens ban that drug? How did Walgreens get between me and my doctor regarding that drug? Say if I had done that, you know, like they were doing with people, how did that happen? Well, that, that's what made me think about this. And I, and I, and I, I think if you're, I haven't thought this all the way through. I'm just, this is a working exercise. If you're going to have an agency that has, because what makes a government agency different than a private organization making recommendations or not. What makes a government agency different is their rules can be enforced at with like at the point of a gun. Like they have the power of the state to make it happen. Right. That's why that's why people like them. Because if they say you have to label things X, Y, and Z or or ABC is not allowed, like it gets enforced with police. So that's what makes it that like that's the difference between a government agency and private agency. So if that's the case, nothing that they say, even if they say it's a recommendation, um, can they can't really make recommendations. It's like Tony Soprano. I've used this example before. Tony Soprano can't show up at your house and ask you for a favor. There's no such thing as a favor because every word out of his mouth is 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 like laced with yeah. this knowledge that. He'll, yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. anything they say, 
This is why like a lot of regulators and, and agencies do this all the time. They go to private companies and they say, look at, well, here, look at the example with uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and the FBI with Facebook. They didn't force Facebook to take stuff down. They just said, hey, you might want to like, don't, you know, you, you might want to, we're just helping. We're making a suggestion. You might want to do this, right? But of course, if you are operating in the jurisdiction of the U.S., and even if you're not, you might be sufficiently afraid that suggestions are basically the same as orders. So if I were running Walgreens and I didn't have, if I was just going to be a pragmatist, right, and run oh, yeah. Walgreens, and I'll be like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to fill the subscript, the prescriptions because the FDA is saying it's bad, and like there, it might not be an order technically, but. We all know I'm going to get in trouble. They're going to, you know, next time I want to do something, I'll be viewed as in, uncooperative and they'll make it harder for me to do X, Y, and Z. And then if if something happens to someone that takes ivermectin and I'm involved in a lawsuit, they're going to be like, well, the FDA said you shouldn't be – like I think all that's that the biggest – Yeah, there's, the there's, there's the double deterrent. The one is what can the government actually do? And they do – you hear all the time of – some other agency coming after an entity that's pissed off this agency. I, I mean, I hear about this all the time, OSHA coming in and bothering some business because they didn't do what the FDA wanted them to do or, you know, but yep. then on top of that, you have the, if, if you are purely pragmatic and, and honestly, if your job is to protect shareholder value and so on, I mean, I'm, you're purely it's sad, pragmatic. It's sad yeah. to say, but okay. So let's say you're Walgreens. If you give out ivermectin and somebody then gets hurt, you will be sued. <laughs> yes. If the FDA and the, and you have nothing to say because the FDA told you not to do it. Right. So you right. I I don't you would lose every lawsuit brought against you. For that reason. And it's the same with the CDC and that's how the whole like recommendations from the CDC worked on schools and things like that too. What school mm -hmm. is going to open up and let kids not wear a mask if the CDC is saying they should mask? Right. And what if what if a kid dies from COVID in your school? Someone will get sick. Your school's and, over. And die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your school's over. Yeah. So what are you going to do? I, I mean, it's it's in, it's insidious, but that's how it works. It's like it is. Yep. It is a threat. And all those recommendations are threats. So I don't think they should, those agencies should exist, but let's say they have to exist. They ought to be damn careful about what they recommend. Right. Right. That's why I would, I, that's what I was thinking. And I was thinking like, well, maybe you just bar them from recommending outright. So you get, you don't get to recommend shit. You have rules that you can enforce. You're yeah. allowed to publish the rules. But other than that, you keep your mouth shut. You can't make yeah. recommendations. Because anything you say, even if it's not official, will be taken as a threat. It will be so, stand, it will become the standard that people right. will will you know sue people. You should have known better because the CDC or the FDA said. That's right. Yeah. Um someone's asking a question about Trump that I don't actually understand. Maybe someone says, Would the powers that be have gone this far if Trump hadn't been POTUS? Are they Maybe blaming Trump something. for setting up? That's a weird question. Uh, no. <laughs> I I, well, I don't, I don't I actually, Trump, I don't understand it. So maybe it's my fault. I, don't I, know. I think they're asking, 
would these FDA CDC powers have been able to do as go as far as they did if it weren't for Trump? Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's asking about motivation though. Be like they're re- they're react they were reacting to Trump so therefore but he was pretty I don't much think on they board. were reacting to Trump. Yeah, yeah it was I mean, just like power grab and and Pfizer just in the background telling them what to do. Because yeah, well, their money and power wasn't it like Trump was in the way, if anything, because as soon as he was out, that's when they really did the lockdowns and stuff, and they really screwed people. Yeah, uh, and look, I mean, I'm 48 years old. Uh, I have plenty of, there's been plenty of examples in my lifetime when the government has expanded their use and scope of power without Trump's presidency. Being yeah, right. Like, I mean, they've been doing this when, my when entire life, my that? parents' entire life, my grandparents' entire yeah. life. Like, I, I have to say, like, I, I thought Trump was pretty good until that year. I was really, mm. his handling of that was so messed up. And it, it should have been so much better than it was. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's that. But I don't think he was worse than anyone else would have been. No, I don't I don't think he was worse. I mean, I don't th- I, he was disappointingly not as better as I wanted him to be. Yeah, he wasn't as Trumpian <laughs> as <laughs> yeah. I would have wanted. Like, why did he put up with that Fauci Burke nonsense for so long? And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and and you know, he, he's also the guy who the vaccine thing. And yeah, he he, he Operation he, Warp fact, Speed. Did you see hold on, I'm gonna find this. Uh now my now I'm using our own newsletter as as uh my notes. Okay, did you see here? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'll pull it up so I can. Oh, maybe I won't pull it up. Yeah, I'll pull it up. Did you see? There's been a couple COVID-related updates. Um, I'm gonna have to hold on. I gotta. I gotta scroll down and find them. Uh. Dun, dun, dun. What are okay. we looking at? Is this here? This is our Saturday morning newsletter. Um, which gets you caught up on the week's news. So, um, the two COVID things that were, that I was noticing was one is, um, did you see that Pfizer and Moderna are now launching clinical trials? No. Let's click on it. Uh, oh, it opens in a new tab. Hold on. I'll put it here. So (laughs) this is mainstream media. This is NBC news. I'm going to read the title. Uh, Susan, if you're listening, I am reading from NBC News, your trusted, reliable source uh, for lefty garbage. Myo- but but here we go. Myocarditis after COVID vaccination. Research on possible long-term risks. Both Pfizer and Moderna are launching clinical trials to track health issues, if <laughs> any, in the years following a diagnosis <laughs> of vaccine-associated heart problems in teens and young adults. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. So, but I was told that it was safe this? and effective. It's safe I mean, and effective. You, hey, I know. it's safe and effective. Stop talking about it. It's safe so, and effective. Right? We are, you are a crazy conspiracy theorist for suggesting that this was even a thing. I wrote a long letter to my daughter's school uh, because they had 
vaccination requirements for kids under I might have been the all the I don't remember what age, but uh basically all the kids. And um and I went and I I talked about this. I I cited a whole bunch of they didn't care. They didn't read it. They're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um but uh this was a crazy person thing to say, remember? Yeah. Right. And now here we are. Hey, and and all of us who said you couldn't possibly have long-term trials for something that was just introduced. Yeah. Shut up and trust the science. Right. And here we are. Oh, maybe we need long. Hey, maybe there's long-term risks. We have to study it. I just, just want thing, you to say F you. Th this, like, to me, just, this to me was the thing that, that sparked my initial skepticism of the whole thing. Um, was this denial of basic basic common sense that you can't know a drug is safe until it's been used <laughs> over a period of time you can get i mean you could say well look we don't know and we had you know they could have been honest and and the risks were real there were there, how many drugs in history have been shown to have long-term side effects that pop up you know once they've been approved or whatever this Uh-oh. I think Sunny froze again unless it's unless it's just me. Yeah, I think she froze. If anyone people let me know. Uh, oh, you're back, you're back, kind of. Sort of. Uh no, you're not back. Um I will say, incidentally, there is a drug. Oh, you are back. Now you're back again. I'm back, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but I was just saying this is what sparked it for me, was this denial of possible long-term side effects. Right, they stop just even denied saying it it's outright. a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when they did that, just, I mean, as just somebody who has health and has seen the doctor and has to think about what drugs to take sometimes, I'm like, uh, that's not right. And so then after that, every single person who said, insisted, this is safe and effective. I'm like, well, that's, that is so commonsensically not true. You are lying, especially right. these people with degrees who are MDs and people who absolutely know better. Cause all I am is a stupid patient. I don't have a doctor degree, you know, and I know this, this is pure common sense. I know how time works and 10 years haven't gone by. Yeah. Therefore, or just, no long-term effects are known. Or, or just, I mean, okay, but face it. Like you just say, we can't know. So you are taking a risk, but here's what we do know. And here's what, you know, and so it, it was all a lie. And so everything else that came after that, I'm like, I don't know. Because everything you say right. could be a lie. Because you're yeah. lying about some of the most simplest things. And then to see people like the FDA make a cow joke and a horse joke. And things like that, when they're obviously lying, it, it it just destroyed my, I don't know, confidence in any of these people sure. and organizations, and broadly of the entire medical profession. Yep. When you watch doctors yep. and nurses fall in line and inject these safe and effective things with no long-term studies into people's arms, saying it's safe and effective, and you must do this. I mean that that. Everybody that did that can go to hell. <laughs> I agree with you. And by the way, uh, <laughs> the, 
There is a drug that we know was at least safe long term. Do you know what drug that is? Yeah. No. Um. Mm, aspirin. <laughs> yeah. Ivermectin. Also, was very ivermectin well known. <laughs> and, hydro and hydroxychloroquine. Yes. Both of them. Both well of studied. Them. Both. Knew, we knew they were safe. Safe. We didn't know maybe effective effectiveness, but we knew they were at least safe. Yes. You had nothing to lose trying it. For the most yep. part. I mean, I don't believe any drug has no side effects. Sure. There's but, no such thing. But in terms of the general level of side effects, like no one has died from it, you know, that kind of thing. And especially at the right dose. So, yeah, it was just one. It was so obviously a scam yeah. from the beginning. So much so it's hard for me to understand how anyone got fooled. I I think it was just a religion, right? And they just, they fell in line because it became a political thing. So, yeah. Um, and, and I think there's a, I, I think the mentality of people on, I, I will say the left, but I actually, it's not just left because there was Republicans no, that were into this as well. It, so it's not I, a lot of people, a lot of yeah. people. So and but I, I'm I think, sorry, I don't mean to be insulting. I'm sure no, a lot of people cool. listening have fell for it. I, I'm genuinely curious because, like I saw a guy say the other day on Twitter, now that Trump is back, he saw the tweets that Trump made on January 6th saying, don't go into the Capitol, don't do this, stand down, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then yep. Trump had also posted a video where he gave a speech telling people this. Yeah. Well, I mean. Um, and then the, this guy was like, I didn't know this. <laughs> I'm like, how did you know this? How didn't you know because that he Because he's only on stuff? Twitter and it's no longer there, right? That's how, and that's why that's why you ban so people can't get. That's the, right. I mean, all the information. Some people obviously missed, missed it, missed the information on ivermectin. Well, because because their trusted sources were telling them it was only crazy people, and and yeah, right. And so, but I think rather than the left right divide, I will say the divide that I've been focused on for a while, and I think a lot of people on the show know this. Like, it's the uh, we'll call it the authoritarian versus libertarian small l like divide the people who yeah. want individualism versus the people who want authoritarianism and yeah. there are an awful lot of people who i think their psychology their psychology with respect to the government is is a bdsm psychology it's either like seriously they like either they want to be a submissive or they want to be a dom and yeah. that's their relationship with the state if they want to be a dom they run for office or try and get into position of power to tell people what to do. If yeah. they want to be a submissive, they vote for people to tell them what to do because they like it. And I think there's a, th that's a large percent of the population, unfortunately. And there's, there's some of us who are like, I don't play that game. Yeah. I don't want to tell you what to do, but you're not going to fucking tell me what to do. And right. that's how that, that's how our relationship's going to be. And I, that, that percentage of people is just getting smaller and smaller over time. And I, when I look at COVID, all I see is like, a bunch of people with a like sadomasochist fetish going like I, either I like to wag my finger at people and yell at them or I want someone to tell me put on your your gag. <laughs> so here's the like, problem. Right. Here's the problem for those of us who want to be left alone. We often don't know how to fight the to to achieve that. So you're always going to have people that want to control in government and others. So People like us, we we don't want conflict. We don't want to tell anybody what to do. We just want to be left alone. And we end up kind of cringing and retreating from these control freaks and just 
seeding ground, frankly. Yeah. And eventually what we need is somebody who's willing to be controlling to smack these folks down so that we can have our freedom back. And then we kind of have to cross our fingers that that person will allow us to be free afterwards. Right. This is how I feel like is like our forever conflict is how do we get someone who fights, who's controlling, who will go out there and tell them what to do, what not to do, and then end up with freedom. And I think like, say, even just the American Revolution, we were kind of lucky that George Washington was like the right kind of guy. Yeah. Who who didn't want to yeah. be king and and that we had men in Congress who were pretty diehard liberty people. But there yeah. were people in Congress who were controlling. And, you know, I think of like, uh, I think Hancock. I mean, there's just some other stories and stuff of sure. uh, who's that guy that Washington pretty fought bad, with? But, Hamilton, yeah. uh, this guy that Wade, I think it was, he was one of the generals mm-hmm. and he was just sure like a total snake. And I'm sure, you know, we just kind of got, I mean, maybe there were things balancing it, but at the end of the day, George Washington could have taken power. So I, I think we're going to end up in the same situation. I, I you know, they got all these small L libertarian types who are so afraid to fight because they don't want to end up like this. It's like, well, I don't know what choice you have. I don't think we get there without having people who are a little tougher that maybe make you uncomfortable, but they have to hold their feet higher and make sure they don't end up. But you, you can't can't get rid of the left without pushing back. You you can't yeah. be like I'm going to mind my own business over yeah. here because they're not letting you. No, no, they won't let you. They that's part of being a leftist is you, yeah. can't, you can't. There's just, no there's no seceding from, from the union with lefties. No, like you, you there's no. no two state solution. I don't no. think they're not going to let without- you. They're not gonna let yeah, you go. Yeah, you'd you'd have to you have to be. They might they might let you go, but not permanently. Like they would always, you would have to like. They, they there might be a temporary. Sure, they can go, but they're gonna come attack you. So you better be ready because they're not they're not they won't let it stand. Um, I don't even think they'd let you go because they want to control you. That is what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying they might make a tactical decision to like. Well, we'll 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 attack them later. I don't know. I, I can imagine a tactical situation where they would let you go temporarily, but, but yes, you're you're completely right. Shit, did Sonny freeze up again? <laughs> Judson says totalitarians will totalitarian. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they will. Well, so that's the that's the issue, though, right? It, and someone else said, who was it? Hold on, um, I forget who was saying this, but someone was. Oh, Rib Rascal says, um, Rib Rascal. Yeah. Oh, maybe it wasn't him. I can't find him now. Some I thought it was him, but I can't find it now. I'm sorry if it's not. I, I can't find the right person. But someone was saying that there's there's talk of, uh, it is him. He says I see chatter on the reactionary right about the failure of democracy in the West. I I think democracy. Well, first of all, democracy. That's the we fail. Individualism fails when it becomes democracy. It's yeah, not I, democracy. <laughs> I hope it's failed. I I want nothing to do with democracy. Yeah, me neither. Um, I would gladly give up my vote if it meant that a rational group of people were going to be the ones voting. I don't think that's the only way to influence culture and society. 
Um, I mean, it used to be so restricted in this country and then it was opened wide up and here we are. Yeah, I think people forget that democracy is a means to an end and democracy broadly defined. Like we don't have a traditional democracy. We, obviously, we have a constitutional republic. People know that they're who are here. Um, right. But, uh, you know, it, even the republic is not it's not a this is actually a problem I have with objectivists, which is they jump immediately to like they get to the ethics. I'm with them on a lot of the eth ethics. Right. I'm like, yeah, OK, I get it. Blah, blah, blah. And then they jump at the politics and they're like, therefore, a representative republic. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. You just skipped over everything. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, where does that fall out of your ethical system? I get the ethics. It Individualism. Feels, it Yay. feels platonic to me the way that a lot of them and th approach it because there is no perfect government. Like right. we're, we're a bunch of individual people. It's chaotic. The founders got together and said, how can we do this? And they argued for years about what's right. the best way to do this. And they probably got some stuff wrong, you know, uh, maybe in a thousand years, someone will do it better. Maybe the Mars colony will have a better idea. You know, it's like, uh, we you you it could be better i don't know why why couldn't it be or there are just different ways to do it and right there's no right to vote like that's where does that even right. come from um well that's, i do that's believe why I in representative hard. government um but i also think you know for instance i think the english version where you have a group of people who are who inherit kind of their congressional seat. These are people who can think long range because they're it's it's all about legacy and their children coming in and taking over their seat of power and I know that sounds creepy to us Americans and I'm not saying that I want that, but I'm just saying there are different ways to do it and that combined with the populist representatives balances out where you know there's a group of people who don't have to think about popularity. That's a good thing. And so, yeah. how, you know, that's how the English have achieved that. Um, and that's one way to do it. Although I, I think people have um, an irrational, emotional response to any conversation about alternate forms of government. And I think that's unfortunate because the conversation should be we have an agreement about individual rights being the standard and the thing we're trying to accomplish. And then let's talk about anything. Like I don't yeah. like, for example, Curtis Yarvin talks about monarchy. monarchy I don't agree right. with him. Yeah, right. I don't think that's a good idea. But his goal is similar and like, oh, he yeah. wants like an individual rights thing. Okay, let's have the conversation. He's got valid criticisms criticisms about democracies and republics, which well, I think part of the are reason valid. why like, he resonates. I, I agree. It's an interesting conversation. And the reason that he resonates today is that what we have today sucks so bad right. <laughs> that we would rather have a Marcus Aurelius, a, a benevolent <laughs> leader, because we wouldn't have all this bullshit that we're dealing with. And it wouldn't be so stressful. The problem is he would have a son. And then where would we right. be? You know, like this is right, the yeah. problem I that have falls with it. Apart is like too. even if you have the perfect leader, it falls apart. That's right. right. It falls apart so, in one generation. It doesn't even take, you know. Yeah. So um, I don't agree with monarchy, but.
but and I don't agree with anarchy, but I like I want to I'm so curious about it and I want to talk about it. I think that people who don't I think the idea of what is the best social system has yet to be figured out. I think the American system was pretty good and we don't just don't do it. That's Lasted the problem. For a while. It was it was pretty good for a while. Well, yeah. we don't even do it. The one well, that was laid out thing. and figured out by the founders. We don't do that. If we did that, things would be so much better. They wouldn't yeah, be but perfect, we, but they'd be better. But, and perfection just isn't possible. Yeah, but I, I think we don't do it, though, Sonny, because um, I, I think that betrays the 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 truth, which is, you know, someone someone in chat earlier, so like if we just enforce the Constitution, like, no, that won't work. And the reason it won't work is, and I've this is the the little saying that I have, which is they'll let you have the Constitution if they have the dictionary. What matters is what matters is the culture. And what I specifically mm -hmm. mean by that mm -hmm. is the philosophy of the culture, the ethics, um, the epistemology that are that are mainstream in culture, they matter. And so if if the culture is lost, what your laws say are absolutely irrelevant. It doesn't matter. They will get enforced by people willing to bend them to whatever the the will of the culture is. So the culture is what what needs to be maintained long long term isn't a political system as such. It's a culture. The problem is not how do we keep a constitutional republic going indefinitely. The problem is how do how we do keep we a culture keep of individualism of going indefinitely? Because it doesn't matter. As long yeah. as that's the culture, they might change their government a lot, but who cares? Yeah. It'll be a culture of individualism and they'll yeah. home in on something that works better. Yeah. That's a but really that's a really point. hard problem. Yes, that is a hard problem because we don't even really understand culture and where it comes from totally. No, no. You know, and how we can't did fix this with politics? Right. Yeah. I don't have the answer. <laughs> oh, I was hoping. By the way, uh, you, you know, you're like, I want to understand anarchy and stuff. I, I, I think actually I've, I've decided to start explaining to objectivists what I mean when I say I'm an anarchist. I mean, I don't know the answer to the political solution. Like, I don't know the answer. I know the ethics of individualism. I don't know how to get there politically. So yeah. I'm an anarchist by default in the same way that I don't believe in Zeus because I'm like, well, I don't see the evidence for Zeus. <laughs> I don't see the evidence for politics giving me long-term solution here. So I don't know. I don't know what to do politically. Well, and that's a discussion worth having, but I'm not going to have a discussion that's locked into like, you must agree with this particular political system. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And, but if the goal is freedom, if the goal is freedom, um, you know, maximized freedom in the sense of not bothering others and, but, but being allowed to basically do what you want um, without hurting other people. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's a really tough problem. So to, to decide that that's already done, I, I think, like I said, I think America came up with a good system. Um, and like you said, the culture kind of changes. I think part of the problem is, and the founders knew this and they wrote about this all the time. There's bad people. They're just bad people. <laughs> So right. you're always going to have people attracted to seats of power and wealth, unearned wealth. Mm -hmm. So especially as America got more and more wealthy and successful, 
I think that you're it's you're even a bigger magnet for that kind of nasty personality. Yeah. Um so how do you and, prevent those people? I mean, because I do see too though, I see that even in a culture of freedom, more or less, a lot of people end up feeling stuck because these people, these very smart, manipulative people take over the levers of government. And then it literally requires bloodshed in order to get out of it. And people right. don't want to do that. So right. They'll they'll live with a little bit of an inconvenience in their lifetime because it's yeah. not worth bloodshed, right? It's not worth bloodshed. And they just want to live their life and try to be happy. But now you're giving to your children a less free existence. You're passing the buck onto them. So right. Which has been going on for several generations at this point, yeah. right? So people are pussies, um, I think is the lesson. <laughs> yeah, well, and, but how and do I you think, have a how do you have a government that prevents that, that prevents that sort of oligarchy, that um, the corruption? Because it's not, you know, objectivists will say, well, you prevent that by, or even libertarians, I should say, just a lot of the people on the freedom side. You know, you, you just can't allow government to give business favors if you prevent that then you prevent the corruption but that is naive because the reason the government can give favors is because the corruption <laughs> like it's what came first the chicken or the egg the rich man who gave somebody money to to make a law or go his way that came first yeah that's why that's why i don't know how to solve the problem because as long as there is someone is authorized to use force against the entire populace. Yeah, right. They can be bought. Reason, then someone will buy person. that. Right. <laughs> yes, but, absolutely. But on the other hand, if you have no government at all, then you have the opportunity to just literally be the strong man wins. Well, so that's the thing. I think um one thing that I've come to uh one thing that I've I've come to conclude is that the and let's say that you there's some kind of utopian anarchy thing um it's not it requires a certain stock of person in order to maintain um yeah. and the product of expanding government is the opposite of the kind of person that it requires to maintain yeah the, like you get more and more dependent people. I actually wrote about this last week. You get more and more dependent people. The more the government does, the more people depend on the government to do things, the less they're able to do things for themselves, and the more sheep they become, which makes them less likely to be able to live without a government. Like it's this, it's this spiral that spirals out it of is, control. It's a spiral. And here we yeah. are. And I, I think, you know, I, I believe in the current ideas that, you know, just the D I'm my my big thing right now is decentralize. Anything mm -hmm. to decentralize is better because then at least people can take control and you can have kind of a competition of localities. Um, the fact that it even matters who's president very much or who's uh, in charge of the FDA. It's like we were talking earlier, the FDA being able to just literally control the pharmacies across the United States right. versus your local pharmacist and you can like be pissed at them. And even if it's a corporation, you can be angry with that corporation and take it somewhere else. Um, but if the FDA comes in, all the pharmacies have to fall in line and it won't just right. be one. Right. Um, yeah. And so that, that's been my only conclusion so far as well is 
decentralization is the direction to go. Yeah, right. And like, let's start with getting it into states. And then yeah, states. if it was all broken Absolutely. up into states, I would yeah. be like, let's move it to counties. Yeah. Like, I'll, just keep, and I'll my, just keep going that direction. My thinking with my friends and I and like the people I talk to is get involved locally in your city and your county. Yeah. I think she froze again. Oh, well, maybe just for me, but I have a frozen Sunny here. Anyone else see her? Oh, hey, Alex. Alex is in chat. Alex says, I've seen here. I'll put Alex's chat up on screen if I can find it. Alex says... I've said that all organized systems with power will become corrupt given enough time. Power so time frustrating. Yeah. Well, you were gonna. We we need to wrap up anyway. Yes. Um. But uh, this has been a fun stream. Do you have any final comments or thoughts before? I we was just saying, like, my grandparents used to be involved civically, and then my parents weren't, and I'm I wasn't, and so I think too part of and I, I if you listen to Victor Davis Hanson, he talks a lot about this. There are responsibilities involved in citizenship. And if you bail on those, like you don't really have, it's not about voting once a year for the federal government. Like it's literally weekly being involved in your community somehow politically, because whether you like, I think politics, they've made politics a dirty business. And so everyone's like, ew, politics. But all that means is meeting with your fellow neighbors and talking about like the school and what the school should be doing and, for kids and what your local cops should be focused on or, you know, like that's what that right. means. It's, it's, it's the business of your community. So. Well, you see moms for Liberty did really well in the last election, getting yes. a lot of people who were uh, onto school boards who were yes. uh, going to get some of the CRT crap out of schools. So um, I think that is a, that's one of the best. If I was going to say, focus on any kind of politics, that would be the best one because it's both local and it has to do with future generations. <laughs> like it's right. doubly valuable. Um, right. So, yeah. All right. Well, Sunny, thank you for, thank yeah, you for joining for me. It's good um, to be this here was again. A fun, uh, I know it was a little bit, I don't know. I don't know if we had an exact agenda, but it was a fun conversation anyway. And, um, as usual. Yeah. As usual. I, I don't know when, I don't even know when the next show is to tell people when there's another show. But have a good Thanksgiving, everyone. <laughs> yeah, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, the American uh, we will holiday see you next week. Yeah, at least at least next week, if not before. So, take care, everyone. Thanks, Goodbye, Carter. Sunny. Um, Goodbye. Later. Thanks for sticking around until the end. If you're new to Unsafe Space check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning. 
This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. It would be better for your health if you forgot what you just heard. That should be easy for someone of your intelligence. The following co-conspirators are hereby ordered to watch CNN. Experts agree that 87,000 new tax collectors will make inflation feel like less of a problem. I think we can agree that the FBI's track record speaks for itself. If you think about it, only government-sanctioned experts should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice courtesy. Never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.